November 2018, I sat in front of an interview panel competing for a job as an administrative assistant. It paid $14 an hour and required a degree. <laughs> With sweaty palms, a racing heart, and the knowledge that I was just one of many interviewing, I wondered, how could I stand out to be picked? After several interviews, I struggled to stand out from the herd, but I knew I knew I was a powerful asset to have and they just couldn't see it. I'm teachable, determined, and scrappy when I need to be, but I couldn't help them see that. One call to a friend changed everything when she said, why don't you work for clients online instead of in person? Something shifted in me and I started researching becoming a virtual assistant. I read articles, paid for courses to teach me how to launch and asked questions to others in the industry. And I learned this shit sounded stagnant. <laughs> Sure, they were virtual, but they were still embodying the corporate rigidity and mindset. And if I was gonna do this, I was gonna do it in an entirely different way. So I put on my blinders and launched a business without using any of the lessons, feedback, and guides I had in front of me. And within two weeks, I was fully built. Within one year, I was earning double the income I would've if I'd accepted a job offer from any of those interview panels. And then I started teaching others to do the same. Hi, I'm Lorelai Taylor. This podcast is where we candidly share our journeys. Mine as an initiator to an entirely different kind of virtual assistant business and Marcel's as an integrator who took my lessons and did it in her own way too. You get both of our perspectives in an unscripted, free-spirited, and joyful approach to launching, running, and up-leveling your own VA business. Let's go to the show. you guys but when we get to the new year or you know it's cold outside and I can't go for a walk or whatever I start getting that that itch that drive to organize in my house and so there's a pile of things behind me <laughs> <laughs> waiting to be organized because I have some new storage totes with the door that are coming today that I'm going to be organizing things into we'll share a link for that in the in the show notes but you know, I was thinking, what are the best things to do for a virtual assistant to get really organized and streamlined for the new year for, you know, I just think quarter one in a business is the time when it's cool to just be like, all right, what's working? What's not working? How can I feel even more streamlined? Or how can I bring simplicity in to make this a little bit better? So that's the energy of this episode is just like, <laughs> Let's get it all organized and figured out. And so we're going to be talking about not only your physical spaces, your office or your desk, or, you know, if you don't have an office space, I had like a tote that I used. I would just carry it around with me and it would have all my like work things with me, but still from time to time that needed organized or a fresh system. So we're going to talk about physical spaces, but also cleaning up your online space as far as like file folders, what like creating an SOP for labeling things so that it's really easy to find. And also how can you serve your clients with this energy? Okay, so let's start with physical space. So for me, I have an office, finally, after, I don't know, I've been an entrepreneur since like 2008. No, it's longer than that, 2004, because I was a photographer first. So I have, I've had every kind of working situation you can imagine from a backpack <laughs> to a box to now a room that I can have all my things in, which is great. So 
Yeah, I love it. And Marcel, you're working from a basement office space that you created, yeah? I am, yeah. <laughs> was that top secret that your face was like, no one knows? No, I already said that in a previous one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. So yeah, I'm downstairs. I originally was upstairs in the middle of our house. Our house is like an open concept and there was a little desk section. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I very quickly realized that was too much chaos. I couldn't focus in being in the center. It was like, everybody's walking right behind me. It was like, I can't. So. And the professionalism for being on meetings too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's now our coffee bar area. And now I'm down in the basement and I mean, I like it. (laughs) Get in the dungeon, Marcel. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, a lot of times I work upstairs on the couch or if it's outside, if it's nice, I work outside. So I kind of just bounce around, which is where my backpack comes in. (laughs) I'm not above it. (laughs) I do like to go kind of like where the sunlight is. So most of the time, if I want to focus, I'm in my office. But if I'm working on like a creative project, I have a lap desk, which I can include the link to that too, because I have a really wide one that has a mouse pad situation on it because I like to use a mouse with my laptop. So I always- It's a nice one. I love it. It's like bamboo. So it's like a nice material. It's, and it has like the slot on the back that I can have my phone resting so I can see it if notifications pop up. I don't know why, because they also come in on my computer because it's Mac, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) no that is a nice one mine is from sam's club and it's it was like cheap i mean it was it does its job but yours is definitely nicer oh thank you so we'll share that link in case anybody else wants that if you are like a in-home nomad (laughs) (laughs) but that's why it helps to have everything organized so when i do grab my things to go work downstairs I always know which things to get and it's easy to find. My um, desk right now has some papers that still need to be filed on it and a few other things. So it could use a light tidy, but I know in the past before I got into a really good system, it would get a little bit overwhelming before I did anything about it. And so this season of, I wanna clean things up, I wanna make it tidy it should also be about creating a system so it doesn't get there again, so that you aren't in the state of overwhelm and fix to overwhelm and fix to overwhelm and fix. Every time we get this little fire in our belly to get things simplified and cleaned up, that's the time where we think, okay, what is the system that's going to take it long-term for me? So that's why for my new organization system, I chose totes with a door on them so that I can have everything put away in the office or in the closet. I don't have to look at it, but it's also a finger's reach away. It's like an arm's reach away. I can just open the door, grab the things that I need without having to, because if I have to take a whole tote out, I'm probably not going to just like keeping it real. (laughs) I hate things being like on top of each other or pushed up against each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you go to Marcel's house and open her kitchen cabinets, you'll see a shelf with a bowl, a a singular (laughs) bowl, which her family harasses her about (laughs) to no end. I know. It's so true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And my husband has a closet in the garage. And 
I let him do his thing there because I pretty much organized everything else and get rid of everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, okay, that's his. I'm not touching it. Oh my gosh, I cannot stand going in there because (laughs) his idea of organization and tidying up is just like, how much can you fit in one section? So it's like everything is pushed against each other, touching each other. So if I want to get, I don't know, a tool, and it happens to be in the back corner, I have to then move three items to go and grab that one tool. That's not efficient. And to (laughs) me, organization also has to have efficiency. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. that's also chaos. You can be organized like tidy, but still not actually be organized yeah. I feel like that's my husband and I love your or, I love your organizational brain you're saying this and I'm like my shit touches things <laughs> my kids make fun of me because <laughs> I just say like I just feel like things need to breathe and I realize like <laughs> they don't actually breathe but to just cram things together mm-hmm. I it it causes me my heart to palpitate so (laughs) things need to breathe some things can be stacked some like I'm not saying they can't be but it it needs to make sense yeah and and I need to be able to get to something without having to move or touch something and have it fall or I don't know it's yeah I think it's cool that we're a little bit different here because on a lot of things we we're like the same human in different bodies (laughs) Yeah, and then yeah. some things were totally different. And so I do like a good system. <laughs> it's definitely not as clean as yours. <laughs> so, but I think the cool thing is, is it gives us an opportunity to talk about like, what is the thing that co- creates energy in your body instead of depleting it? And whatever that is, is the system. That's the system. Yeah. And some people like my son has ADHD and he actually likes a lot of visual things he likes a lot going on and if you guys were to walk into our house (laughs) we completely remodeled last year and it is gentle on the eyes yeah that was what I wanted I didn't want like a lot I liked a lot of contrast before but I didn't want it here I wanted it to be light and airy a focus on wood tone and texture but there's not harsh lines I mean, if I yeah. could have a TV that was not black, that would be ideal because that's the only thing that is like, there's a black box in the room, you know? <laughs> so we're very different because he actually thrives in chaotic clutter and that's correct for him, yeah. which is so cool. It's just so cool. He knows where everything is. He does have to clean his room every single week. And so it's it's a it's a managed clutter. I guess what I'm trying to say is his is purposeful is a purposeful system. And that's, I think, the goal for any of us. So as you're looking at your space and figuring out like what's going to make this even better for me, I don't actually think it's something where we have to go to the pros and be like, how did you do it? Unless that feels energetic. It's more like, what are the things that I use on a daily basis that can be within an arm's reach? And what are the things that I use within a weekly basis that can be not within an arm's reach? So if you just take one moment and look around your space and say, have I touched this in the last week? It might be an opportunity to get it out of your space, to find a way to put it in an area that is not um, weighing you down 
energetically. When there's a lot of clutter around me, you know, we're a military family. We've moved around a lot. And some houses were just too small. (laughs) When we were in DC, we had this, you know, a three-story townhouse that was 1400 square foot. And I swear the majority of that was hallways because there was not a lot of space to put things. And I just remember feeling so stressed in that house. When I look back and think about what it felt like to be in that house, it was stressful because there was so much clutter. And so that's what we're looking to avoid. So creating a system so that things that are used weekly or monthly, you know, like Marcel, you have your system that we talked about in the last episode about like your tracking your payments and things. So it's easier at tax time. And I watched you go over to your section that has the things you have it all in its spot, but it's at a monthly reach away from you. It's not at a weekly reach, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. I don't, it's, I can see it right now. I just don't need to have it right on my desk. So yeah. 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 That's a good point. I didn't even think about the fact that you're right. It's at a monthly reach, not a immediate daily touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So that's my suggestion for cleaning up an office space. Your desk should be your daily to weekly. I would say like in my drawer, I have all my markers, (laughs) every color I could ever (laughs) have for my dry erase board and like lotion for my hands or lip stuff. You know what I mean? Like things like that, that I don't want sitting out, but that I will use semi-regularly. So I guess it's just being really intentional with what you're putting in your space and finding a different spot for it. That's better if it's not used as regularly. Oh, I travel for work. And so, you know, once a month, once every other month, I head down to Miami to do like an in-person with one of my clients. And so I have kind of like what preppers would have like a go bag. (laughs) (laughs) there are things in my backpack that don't leave my backpack because they're only for travel. Like my portable charger, I make sure that's charged when I get back. That's probably not my best choice. I should probably charge it before I go. I wonder if there's a bit of drain, but it's such a powerful one that I keep it in there. I keep my travel chargers in there. Like, I don't know. I keep my travel things in that bag and that bag is put away where I don't have to see it. And I don't have to have it next to me all the time. That's true. Even my book bag, just for moving around the house or outside, I have certain things that just stay in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, just be realistic, I guess. Be realistic yeah. with your items. And it is yeah. okay to get rid of things. And if you are an office supply junkie, Maybe it's time to have a come to Jesus moment with yourself and be like, do I need these things anymore? I used to love like every notebook I could get my hands on and then (laughs) only use like the first five pages and then not the rest of the notebook. And so I, I stopped doing that, but it took like five years. (laughs) (laughs) And so maybe being realistic with, do I need these office supplies before you buy them? Yeah, there's some person that's going to hear that that's going to be like, oof, that was for me. It's not for everyone. <laughs> it's for some of us. <laughs> it's a little harder to have some of us. <laughs> okay, so now that we've talked about physical space, let's talk about file folders. Whether you use Dropbox, Google Drive, or if you put it all on an external hard drive or on your computer, which 
on your computer is my least suggested of all of those because over time you will bog down your computer and it will be um, sluggish, slow, certain programs won't work as well. So my favorite is I use Dropbox for most things. I like have a, a membership as a, as a photographer, there's this fear of losing a file. So I have files in two places at all times. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but because of that, that desire, I've gotten really good at labeling things so that they're easy to find. So my question for you, anyone who's listening, is are the files where you store them organized so that you can access them at a moment? It just takes a few seconds to get whatever file you need. And is it organized in a way that when you have to go find a file, you're not like, Ugh, I've got to go call that? figure this out. <laughs> like, what did I call that? Yes. So yeah. I, I highly suggest before you get into it to create yourself a little SOP, standard operating procedures about how you would like your files to be organized. What are go-to titles that you will use? Like, for example, when like I record our meetings and then I save them, Zoom will give me the the file afterwards and it's usually labeled some like random assortment of letters and numbers that I could never search for on my computer <laughs> and find it. So I immediately, once that downloads, change the name of the file to be relevant and searchable for that thing. <laughs> Then I take it and I plop it in Dropbox in an organized layout. There are some terms that I use across the board for client work. Like if we are working on a deliverable for a digital course, it will usually be labeled with AP, which is active participant, because that separates it from <clears throat> marketing materials. You know, the things that we're doing for marketing don't need to go in the same folder as active participant. So that's a way where you can just stop and take a, a moment and like list out all the different types of folders that you generally work within and create a standard for them so that they're always labeled in the same way. And this practice streamlines really beautiful it, beautifully into how you help your clients. Because once you have this system in place for yourself and you can help them create a system for their business it's just a really cool additional offer you can give them yeah that's true yeah. i actually finally what i think last uh i don't know middle of july 2023 i think is when i went through and finally organized my dropbox Ooh. to where it makes sense and everything has a place it's just so much nicer <laughs> I kind of just let it go be like okay yep save to drop drop dropbox save to dropbox and then finally I was like I was even feeling that overwhelmed unorganized mess even though oh. I wasn't seeing it I just knew it was there like in the back of my mind going wow you have no idea what you're doing in dropbox <laughs> <laughs> And finally, I just took the day and I'm like, okay, I can't handle this anymore. And I went through and organized it and it is so much nicer. Beautiful. So much nicer. Yeah. That's cool. But I mean, like Trello can also get away from me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So any of our project management tools can use like a, I don't know, probably a quarterly brush up. There's a lot of times, especially clients will send a task my way. And in the moment it feels like 
hey, let's do this sometime. And so we're like, we'll just add it to the list and see what happens. Like, it's not a right now task, but it's in the future. But I don't know, quarterly, it's helpful to go through those and be like, does this still feel relevant? And if so, can we put a date on it? So cleaning up any project management tools, like we use Trello for this business for your VA lab, but in other businesses, we use like Monday or Asana or I tried to get into Notion, but it's a beast. Yeah. It's a beast to get set up. But whatever your your project management tool to clean that up. So you know how we talked about how Marcel is like really organized with physical things and keeping them separate, letting them breathe. I feel like I'm the digital version of that. Like we've literally been on meetings where she's watched me empty my trash can on my computer because I keep it empty. Yeah. Like, what is it right now? <laughs> oh gosh, there's things in it. I just emptied it. <laughs> and when I told her about this, she was like, I never do that. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Almost never. I have I gotten could, better though. That's I go at least once a week, I'll go in and just dump it. Cool. I pretty much as yeah. soon as I put things in my trash can, I I empty the trash can. Because I feel like if I let it go too far, then I before I hit empty, I'm like, well, I don't remember what's in there. Am I sure? Uh, <laughs> but if I do it in the moment, I'm like, no, I, I know for sure I don't need that anymore. For any of you guys that have Mac at the Mac support store, they had told me that anything you have on your desktop is open running processes and to not store anything on your desktop. And so I took that to heart because he said the second that you open your or you turn on your computer, those things are going and it can really bog down your memory. So if you are a person that keeps all your file folders and things like that on your desktop, I suggest not, <laughs> especially if you're experiencing some lag issues on your computer. Now, I will take screenshots and screenshots are pretty much the only thing that go to my desktop because then it's like in there in my awareness to get it relabeled and saved into Dropbox in the appropriate place. So I have it I put there. This. You do it too? I do the exact same thing. So I have yeah. like a few here where we were in a live call and there were some testimonials happening that I just took really quick screenshots. But then I got sick. Whoop. Then I got sick for the holidays and I never went back in and moved them. So they're still yeah. sitting there in my awareness so that I know to retitle them. When I take screenshots, <laughs> guys, let me tell you, like, the uh what's the word there's a word that's kinder and I don't have OCD I'm not trying to throw that term around and, and label myself but I really do love a structure when it comes to our digital uh documents and so when I take a screenshot for a testimonial that can be shared online I prefer to label it with either the person's name if we have permission to share if we don't have permission to share and we don't have their picture in it I'll label it with what the container name is like the like what was it in that the testimonial happened and what was the date and then I save it in a testimonial specific folder for that program which is cool because when you're marketing um when you're marketing the next time for this program or you're sharing about it you have a whole database of testimonials at your fingertips that you don't have to dig through. Now, sometimes for testimonials, if it's a testimonial about the, a person on the team, so I manage a team of six people and 
when I get a testimonial for what they've done in their work, I relabel it with their name is great at the thing. And I save it in their own little folder that they can go to. And the cool thing is, is they can take one look at this folder and the documents within it, and they can just be flooded with affirmations of how well they're doing. That's like cool. Susie rocks at customer service is what it will say. And they click it and they open it and they can see this customer just be like, they helped me so much. This was beautiful. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so I get like goosebumps thinking about it because I love building that out for them so that they have like, I don't know, sometimes you go through a moment like, I suck. What am I even doing here? And then they can just open the folder and be like, oh, I don't know what that was. Clearly I don't. I guess I'm fine. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. I like that. So when when saving things and storing things the questions are, are they searchable? And is it easy to understand what this is? And if either if the answer is no to either of those, then creating a system to make that happen is really beautiful for you, for your client. And if you build a team or your client has a team, it helps everyone come together in a really beautiful way. On the note of keeping your computer clean, though, if you have a Mac, I really love the Mac Paw. Um, is it called i think that's what it's i think that's what it's called just macpaw yeah macpaw we'll share a link to it but it's this system that is on my computer specific for macs that will clean it up with a click of a button so it'll do all those things that will like speed up your computer get rid of files that you aren't using it'll walk you through all the things it's also antivirus it'll scan for issues on your computer it's it's my favorite. If you have a Mac, hands down, I suggest that. I want to say it's like 60 bucks a year or something like that. I don't know. I've no, had it it's 89 something. So it's 90 bucks a year. Okay. But it, or no, it's just a one-time payment, isn't it? I think it's 90 bucks for one time. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get that information added to the show notes for you guys. So you can see if that's the correct fit for you. If you're not on Mac, I don't have advice. I'm sorry. When I did have a Mac, I would weekly go in and it was what? Format the hard drive and clear out cookies. Something. Don't take my word for it. I'm not the pro. It's been like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> But there are yeah, things I you can do to keep it like in good health regularly. And I, I suggest looking up something like that because our computers are everything. <laughs> yeah, they are. Like when my computer goes down, I've had, a, I've had to buy a few. So I've been on Mac for at least 10 years, at least. I had a desktop and now I'm on my second laptop in that time. But that's just because I wanted a, a beast of a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I need to upgrade mine. You're on the same computer you've had since you started. Yeah. 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 So we're going on what, four years? Yeah. Five years? Four, four? That's what I like about Mac is that they do last a lot longer. When I upgraded to this new computer, I prioritized memory disk space over anything like nothing else really mattered because that's how you can get a device to last you a really long time so this this laptop itself should last me eight to ten years and that feels great right <laughs> especially when I was doing um like windows-based computers it felt like 
every year to every other year, it would like just be so bogged down. I couldn't use it anymore. When you're thinking about organization for business, it's not just file folders. Sometimes it's like your email marketing systems. Is everything labeled correctly within your email marketing as far as your workflows, your segments, your whatever they're called for the email marketing you use? It's helpful to go in there and just make sure that there's a system in place to make things easy to find and so that there's not confusion between people on the team. If And here's a great thing to ask yourself. If someone were to replace you right now, would they be able to? Yeah. And if the answer is no, what can you do to make that different? So for myself, when I learn a new technique, you know, say it's a new software and I figure it out, I'll create little video SOPs using Zoom or using Loom or something like that. And I'll store it in our project management tool. The goal is if I need to take a knee, the business doesn't stop. I love this. A lot of people feel like territorial over their things. And I'm just suggesting maybe that's not helpful because if I need to go down, like if I'm sick or if there's a family emergency, it would feel really crappy if their business went down with me. It would. So organizing SOPs so someone can step up in your place and do your job is beautiful for a few reasons for what I just mentioned, but then also say the job doesn't feel correct for you anymore and you are want to make the decision to let this client go. How challenging would that be to onboard someone else? I don't know about you, but I would rather make that season really easy because it's already a bit stressful letting go of a client. There's emotions and feelings because we do build such a relationship with these people that we want to make it as simple as possible in that time to just hand the keys to the kingdom over to someone else. And they can easily do that without sending you questions for six months, trying to figure out how it all works. Right. And where everything is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing I will say is if you're creating an SOP, a lot of people are not familiar with what that even is, including probably your clients. I know uh, two of my clients were unfamiliar. And when I did it, they were like, I don't, I don't know what this is. <laughs> What's an <laughs> SOP? I was like, okay, well, so my suggestion is walk them through your SOP. It doesn't have to be crazy, but just give them the basic bare bones explanation of how they can see everything and find everything. Mm -hmm. SOPs are super user-friendly. They're really nice. It, you're not talking like, like your husband and my husband were in the military and an SOP was wholly insane. Oh yeah. Uh, like down to nuts this, and bolts of everything. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't need to be crazy. It can be very simple and just really nice. And I mean, I do it with one of my clients just for blogs so that we can be organized with that. I mean, it can be so simple and and now they know what it looks like and how to use it. And it's it's very user-friendly, but sometimes you just need to show them. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I get it within five minutes. They're like, thank you. <laughs> you know, I wasn't always good at SOPs. I didn't even realize how valuable they would be as a virtual assistant. It wasn't until I was looking to cut ties with one specific client and I realized how hard it would be to onboard someone else that I was like, oh, this, 
this needs to be way more organized than I've been thinking. I don't ever want to cripple a client to need me so much that we are stuck together. Trapped is the lowest frequency that we can feel. Like you think of all the emotions we have on all the scale, scientific research has showed that the feeling of entrapment is the lowest. I don't want that. I don't want that messing with my business, with my client relationships. I would rather that tell them like everything is organized and prepared for you to make whatever decision you need to make for as long as it's beautiful for us to work together. I'd love to. And the moment that changes, I have it set up. So you'll still be supported. How great does that feel (laughs) for everybody? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to work with someone out of obligation and I don't want them to feel obligation with me. That just does not feel that that's just like one of my things that are really important to me. So all this to say (laughs) that if you're looking to get some organization in your business, if you're looking to tidy things up here, these are the tips that we have. If you guys have questions, hit us up on Instagram at your VA lab. We love to chat about it. And if you have like before and after pictures, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I love a before and after picture. Ooh, I'm going to take one for my, for when I get my totes today, I'll take a before and after. (laughs) (laughs) But if you guys want to share a before and after of all the, any of the tidying reorganization that you're doing, uh, tag us at your VA lab. We'd love to see it. Happy cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Bye guys. Make sure you follow the show to get notified when new episodes drop. And if you're ready to learn more about launching your own virtual assistant business, check the show notes for info on how you can launch quickly and easily with your VA lab. We're so glad you're here.